Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am JP Mosher. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history, but you already know that. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? Still fantastic. Part yeah. three of the trilogy coming down here. We're going to be uh, talking about a song, a little bit about reminiscing, about yeah. some years. I'm coming into my, me and Rob are both uh, celebrating our 20th year of high school graduation. Yeah, we're so old. We are getting up there. For those of y'all that thought we were in our teens, nope. <laughs> nope. 20s, nope. We just have trebly voices. That's we right. just have no bass. That's right. I, I, that's right. I'm waiting for my voice to change one day, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, plan the old high school reunion. It's coming up around the corner. By the time this drops, it'll have already passed. Sure. But as we record it, uh, getting ready for that. So, uh, fitting song tying in with years yeah. and such. Being, uh, being um, uh, wistful, you know? Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's Very good. wistful song today. Rob, tell them what song we chose for the part three of the trilogy. Man, to close out the Genesis Family Tree Trio trilogy tri- tri- trifecta, uh, we've got one of my, literally one of my favorite songs from the 1980s. This is The Living Years by Mike and the Mechanics. Just hold somebody's hand and <laughs> listen along. <laughs> close your eyes. Chord is so like what? I hate it. No, that's in my. I have a thing about it in my notes. Every generation blames the one before. Frustrations come beating on your door. I know that I'm a prisoner to all my father household did. I know that I'm a hostage to all his hopes and fears. I just wish I could have told him oh. in the curled up in the fetal position now <laughs> bawling my eyes out dude there's so much to be said about this song like this song is so good everything about this song is 100% on point except for one thing the one, the, the, second, the second chord the second chord in that intro yeah. i literally i wrote in my notes i have a question about the second chord and that chord and that question is why why yeah it was <laughs> I, but Everything it's like else. they're recording, and they he's like, just keep it. We'll, 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 we'll cut that out. We'll, we'll edit that out. Later. Seriously, like that should have been. A, so what? What that first chord? Let's hear it one more time. 
it's going to go from a from a, a root a one chord to a seven uh, minor chord, which doesn't happen naturally. And why would you? It shouldn't happen ever. Yeah, it should be a five over seven or something maybe. Boom. Um, that one. Yeah. Like boom. I don't know. And then it goes to the two minor, and then to the five, to make sense, which yeah. you would expect. Okay, and then it resolves to that beautiful one. Yeah, that second chord is uh, is is not is not the hotness. I don't get it. Never will. That's the one thing we. But it gets made te- up for quickly. That's the one thing we would tell Mike in the living years. Absolutely, that we would tell him that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's the one Listen, thing. it's it's too late, Mike. When you die, so we're, we're going to tell, tell you now. now. That's yeah. the one thing we would change. Yeah, your friends, Robin JP. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Absolutely, we love everything else you've ever done in your life. <laughs> yeah. but that's but the that one, chord. But that is, one thing. that's got to go. Okay. Um, anyway, back to positivity. We're all <laughs> back to positivity. There's just like literally, this song is is crafted. This is carved out of marble. You know what I'm saying? Everything about the song is beautiful and gorgeous and it hits you in the guts, right? Like the the first time that he says, I just wish I could have told him in the living years. <gasps> you have to catch your breath after whoa, hearing whoa, that whoa. line. It's like, yeah. you know? Oh, I mean, we know how I feel about lyrics, right? So, I, it, but that one, you, you can't help but be grabbed by that lyric, you know? Just so good, and it, everybody has that feeling of like I don't want unresolved business, especially with people who are close to me and who matter. Um, you know, that's just that's just that's universal as universal as it gets. Like, ugh. yeah, we've talked about how this podcast was centered around a lyric from a Mark Cohn song. Yeah, this lyric could have crafted the same style of podcast. Yes. this is podcast. In, Absolutely, in, uh, inspiration worthy. Yes, exactly. This that that line alone. I just wish I could have told him in the living years. Could have just as easily launched the great song podcast yeah. as yes. Man, that's so true. That's such a good observation because it's absolutely accurate, deadly accurate. Well, thank you. Uh, the Living Years uh, by Mike and the Mechanics from the 1988 album Living Years. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, this is Mike and the Mechanics, but it's really Mike. Plus the, the mechanics. Me- and I have proof of that because if you say, hey, Google, play Living Years by Mike and the Mechanics, it says now playing Living Years by Mike plus the Mechanics. <laughs> Funny. So, yeah. You know, I mean, I wonder. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be plus. Maybe it's nah. maybe you're supposed to say this is Mike plus the mechanics and just nobody ever does. Uh-huh. I don't think so. But uh, yeah. Uh, do you know any any other bands? I was trying to think of other bands that have plus in their name. The only one I could come up with is uh, Florence and the Machine, right? Okay, that's a plus that's, sign? That's kind of a new, that's kind of a new, a new thing is to use plus instead of instead and. Like, and. my wife and I have an album on iTunes and it's, and it's Rob plus, plus Crystal Alley. Really? It I is, didn't know yeah. That, I know that, instead of using the and, you just use a plus and it's kind of a modern way to do it. Kaylee and Erica, uh, Kaylee and Erica Tuttle, I don't know if you know them, but their, their thing is Kay, Kaylee and Erica and it's with a plus sign. So actually, I just came up with three. That's just boom, Can boom, I boom, count boom. plus one? Uh, if, if you Christian must. Christian music's version of the Backstreet Boys from yes. the 90s. Oh, I'm sorry. I hated it. Hated. They were all over for a we second. We had a friend that, didn't Kristen O'Neill really like Plus One? I, I think knew a lot did. of girls that really yeah. liked Plus One. I just, I think I still know girls that like Plus One. And I'm sorry, y'all. They were terrible. I'm sorry. They were <laughs> so bad. Like, to even mention them. In this episode. Close to this I'm, song. Ugh. All the all the good It's like taking vibes. a fart in the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> That's great. Yes. 
Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Anyway, let's get back to the good stuff, shall yeah. we? Uh, from the 1988 <laughs> album Living Years, uh, hit number one in the Billboard Hot 100 in the U.S., uh, hit number two in the U.K., number one in Australia, Canada, and the U.S. Uh, AC chart. That would be the Adult Contemporary chart. It won the Ivor Novello Award for Best Song Musically and Lyrically. Um, just an, just a, an amazing piece of work. Uh, the, the, the music creates like a landscape. Um, the, the lyric is just super well done. The, the, the end of that second verse, right before the first chorus, uh, about we all talk a different language, talking in defense, like, oh, so good. It's, um, it, we can't in this present tense like that. Oh man, it's all just so good. And, uh, it really drives home the point and it's, and it's, it's honest it's not um, pretentious at all, you know what I mean? It just is what it is. It's very, very honest without being, um, you know, like too whatever about it. I don't really have a good word to describe it yet, but it'll come to me. Uh, nominated for four Grammys in, in what would be the 1990 Grammy Awards uh, for Song of the Year, Record of the Year, uh, and the difference between Song of the Year and Record of the Year, I don't know if we've said this before, but uh, Record of the Year is awarded to the the what the what the academy deems as the best overall record like this is the single of the year basically right it it means the song plus the production plus the release plus the mixing and mastering like this is the you know the hit record of mm-hmm. the year um and then song of the year is only about the songwriting so you know the best written song of the year gets gets you know song of the year so this was nominated for both of those song of the year record of the year best pop performance by duo or group with vocals and best video um song of the year and record of the year that year both went to win beneath my wings uh by bet midler um l- listen <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear about Wind Beneath My Wings, okay? To quote Jack Black's character in the movie High Fidelity, it is sentimental tacky crap. Yeah. Um, God bless Bette Midler, I guess. And uh, the world. But but you can take Wind Beneath, Wind Beneath My Wings and the Rose and shove them so far into the trash, let's say. Uh, yeah, you can keep, you can, you can, no, you can keep Wind Beneath My Wings all day, every day. Are you kidding? The living years. This deserved all the Grammys. All the Grammys. Mike Rutherford is my hero. Yes. Did you never know, Mike Rutherford, that you're my <laughs> hero? Uh, and that year, uh, Best Pop Duo or Group Performance went to All I Need to Know by Linda Ronstadt, uh, who we have established in the Paul Simon episode to be an apartheid-loving racist sellout. <laughs> And the national treasure that is Aaron Neville. Um, So he makes that song listenable. I still, this is a better song than that. I don't care. Uh, It's, it's, um, I mean, look, Aaron Neville, we we know how I feel about Aaron Neville. Rob can do a mean Aaron Neville. All day, every day. Uh, But I'm not going to do it because I want to, I want my wife to listen to the show and she just won't if (laughs) if she knows I do Aaron Neville. Um, Interesting note, actually, uh, Ronstadt and Aaron Neville won the same category the following year. They won two straight years, Grammys. Different songs. um, For different songs, yeah. For best pop duo or group performance. Uh, The the year after they won for the song, All My Life. Uh, Hey. I'm about to do it. Thank you for stopping by, Mr. Neville. It's been a minute since we've had a special guest. Good to see you guys. (laughs) There he is. Good to see you guys. There he is. There he is. Crystal, you can now resume listening. Thanks. (laughs) No, (laughs) Mr. Neville, please. You have to stop. We're talking about. (laughs) No, 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 no more. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, all right. The uh, the song itself, uh, The Living Years, is semi-autobiographical, um, as both writers had recently lost their fathers. I, I, sh- I should have said already, I'm sorry, that it was written by Mike Rutherford uh, of Mike and the Mechanics and B.A. Robertson, who's not a member of Mike and the Mechanics, but was a frequent songwriting uh, collaborator with Mike Rutherford. And we'll talk about him on the Meet the Band section. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll give him his due, due credence. And... Uh, um, and B.A. Robertson had had very recently lost his father and and actually did have a son shortly after losing his dad. So those parts of the story are really autobiographical to him. Um, and uh, and Mike Rutherford has expressed some regret over the way he handled his father's passing. Uh, basically, uh, well, quite literally, he kind of jetted in for the funeral and then jetted back out to the U.S. to rejoin the Genesis tour, as I understand it um, in doing research. He said that in hindsight, he wishes that he had taken better care of that moment and that relationship. Yeah, the video is actually him and his eight-year-old son, yeah. Tom, in there. So he does a little father-son tie in there in the video. The, I feel like I know it was nominated for a Grammy for Video of the Year. I didn't really mention. Um, I didn't even mention who won. Um, but the I feel like the video was, was. I don't get it. I mean, I get it because it's because it, it's a hundred percent on the nose. Mm-hmm. It, there is nothing metaphorical in the video at all. Like it's just a hundred percent. It's fathers and sons, and but it's you know, there's whatever. nothing. I, I see what you're saying, like visually or graphically, like wow about yeah, it. I see what right. you're saying. It's, it's it's good because the song is so good. Yeah. But I don't think the video on itself. It's like okay, fathers and sons and graveyards and empty rowboats. Like okay, we you know we get it. Uh, like the second chorus has a literal choir of grandparents singing. Yeah. you know it's a bit much. <laughs> I feel like okay, we we understand. But you know, we g- I, I give it a pass because uh, it was the song is so good. Like Heartstring City, it's like the only thing they didn't have is like a pony, like yeah. riding through, right? Or something. With no rider, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh a, yeah, a sad pony. Yeah, a sad pony. Yeah, looking over his shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the kind of the storyline of the song. I mean, it's it's obvious we're talking about you know uh, unfinished business or things unsaid. You know what I mean? Conflict. Um, so I, I kind of boiled it down to an equation. Uh, the storyline is a little akin to. Uh, lightning crashes by live, okay. right? Where actually, where you you've got one life ending and another beginning in mm-hmm. the same in the same story. Uh, but this song carries the added element of kind of a charge not to leave things unresolved or unsaid in your relationships. It's like lightning crashes and John Mayer's "Say What You Need to Say" had a baby that was older <laughs> than either of them. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Um, they had a parent. Yes, they, they gave birth yes, to a parent. They gave birth to a parent. Yes, um, and and it really is a beautiful song. And I remember even as a young kid being pretty profoundly struck by the message. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that extra element of, you know, there are lots of songs about loss and there, you know, and that that the feeling. Um, but the but the clear charge in the song to to say those things before you regret not saying them uh, is really something that even even as a kid I went that's a good idea. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I got to re- tuck that one away. Remember yeah, put that. that one you for, know. for another day. And we normally save our motivational stuff towards the end, so we leave them with the motivation. But let's just take a break and say, hey, guys, if you need a second, there's any unresolved conflict, yep. take a minute do and it. just do it right now. Pause us for a second. Make a two-minute phone call. You know, do that right now. Yeah. Okay. Back. I mean, in, in all seriousness, like, I, I lost my dad earlier this year. And, um, and so now this, you know, this song carries that, that little tweak more of that for me, but I was really glad that when my dad passed, you know, I mean, I was with him, um, and, and we had, you know, I, I got to say the things that were important and I got to relay the things that, that needed to be said. And, 
And, um, you know, so I, I'm glad that now I can listen to this song and it doesn't break me up inside in that way. Um, you know, that would have turned, I don't, I'm not sure that if I would be able to listen to this song anymore, if this had been the case between us. We would be doing all I need is a miracle right now by (laughs) Mike and the mechanic. (laughs) Yes, we would. Had things have ended another way. hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, man, why don't we get in? I, I can't go without listening to the second verse and and into the second chorus because the song takes on a totally different sure. feel. Mm-hmm. It's so whatever. Um, so maybe we'll do that, and then you want to go straight into meet the band yeah, after let's that. Meet the band okay, after so that. let's listen to the second verse and and the second chorus, and then uh, and then let's talk a little bit about the band. And the bells, big guitars. Why have we never played this song, dude? We should cover this. Oh. Yeah. This is the father uh, or mother son slow dance song. Or the... Come on. Come on, the vocals, man. As well as you hear. Because it's too late. It's too late when we die. When we die. We don't see eye to eye. meet the band without doing the jingle for the no, first time we ever? gotta do the jingle okay, i know we're all getting the feels right now so we're <laughs> no, gonna we're right. gonna dork it up for a minute for you guys here. all right fourth wall broken down right. we have to at least include the conversation because i can't play that and then immediately play our stupid jingle that's right i can't, so, can't ease in and then day. all right so now now we can meet the band let's meet the band <laughs> hey let's meet the band it's time to meet the band hey mama let's meet the band let's all the band mike plus the mechanics That's right mike and the mechanics um i'll start by saying it's definitely mike and the mechanics because yeah. if you look on the back of the album it's mike yep and then there's this huge gap <laughs> and then there's the four mechanics it's true it's right the mechanics. There. so in honor of that we'll just uh we'll start with mike mike rutherford michael john i hope i don't mispronounce this you're gonna is it clo <laughs> we're gonna go with chloetti Cloat? Sure. C-L-O-E-T-E. Mike, feel free to chime in and help us with your name there. Crawford Rutherford. Yeah. Um, guitar and bass. That's right. Not vocals. Um, yeah. And we'll talk more about that in so the next So confusing. Second. I know. Mike and the Mechanics. He's he would... up there in the corner all by himself. That's like, right. Obviously, that's the singer, right? That's the culture that we live in. Nope. You know what I'm saying? No. No, no not the vocalist. It's like it. finding out the guy who sings for Van Halen isn't Van Halen. I know. You know what I'm saying? David Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, plays bass with Genesis, but and and get a little bit of guitar with Mike and the Mechanic. Plays a double neck guitar 
and bass. So right. it's like guitar and bass. It's a double neck. Combo. It's, yeah, it's an amazing little contraption. Switches between instruments, you know, with them and also with Genesis. He even says, I think we hinted on this a little bit, that he's kind of an average, adequate, not great at either, but prides himself on being a pretty good songwriter. That's how he considers himself. Himself. Yeah, now, nobody else would say that. that. I'd right. never be like, ah, you're pretty average, right. Mr. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, kidding? No. Listen to the listen to the guitar riff on uh, on Genesis on the We Can't Dance album. Uh, what is it? Um, Driving the last spike driving the last that spike. opens the yeah. last. Oh, uh, yeah. it's so tasteful. It's so good. Yeah. Even the even the, this part here is yes, nice. The, the, the syncopated. It's so good. Like it just. It's Use what the song the deserves. The well done. Yeah. So, well done. Absolutely. Um, trademark uh, as a guitarist is playing twelve string. Although he definitely plays a black strat on this song. Um, you can tell by the listening, looking, and it's evident in the video. Um, in 2004, he actually, there's this awesome concert that I discovered because of it. It's called Strat Pack, celebrating 50 years of Fender Strat. Have you seen it? No. It's amazing. It's, it's, he plays on this, Joe Walsh, Brian May, David Gilmore, David Gilmore. Um, David. He's in that new band with Mark Narfler. They're going down them Neve Perry doing them songs. Um, and I have a theory that this song is what got him uh, to the Strat invite. Because really? it's predominantly Strat. Yeah. And you, it's very visible in the video. So Mike Rutherford, we could talk on him for a while, and you know we'll probably talk on him more. Um, on vocals, Paul Carrick, um, man, um, BBC Listen. called him the man with the golden voice. Oh, I agree. I'll, Rob is a fan of Paul. Um, the, so the first time I became aware of Paul Carrick as a person, he's he's kind of um, in my in my in my uh, experience, he was kind of a chameleon as far as his career to me. Right. I, and then I realized that I've heard this guy's voice all my life and loved it every time I've heard it. I just didn't know who he was. Uh-huh. So you and I went to see Eric Clapton in Nashville. And with this the was wallflowers. this with the wallflowers and the wallflowers were not great as openers. <laughs> um, but uh, but but Paul Carrick was touring with Clapton on keys um, and organ and organ. Yeah. yeah. And um, and so at the end uh, Clapton had Paul Carrick do uh, a song called High Time We Went. Um, and I was blown away. And I was like, who is this dude? And so I start finding, oh, he was in Squeeze. He did Tempted. Yeah, and Tempted he, by like, the... Play Tempted can, so they know what we're talking about. Yeah, tempted oh, by the Fruit of Another. Gladly. You guys get ready. This is Paul Carrick. Come on. What's been going on? Now that you have gone, there's no other. There you go, Paul. Come on. Man, that's good. Dude. So for me to discover, holy crap. He sang the living years? That was <laughs> he was in Mike and the Mechanics? Are you serious? Like I, I exploded. Yeah. I, and I, I went, of course that's him. And so now I like I've just realized. Paul Carrick is one of my favorite voices in all there of pop music history. Like, so good. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway, he, he uh, backup vocals for R- Ringo Starr, B.B. King, Tom Jones, Eric Clapton, who we mentioned, Michael McDonald. Um, yeah, that guy. But, but the Pauls didn't stop there no. with vocalist. We went to another lead vocalist, uh, another vocalist on the album, Paul Young. Um, he actually does the lead, the lead vocals on All I Need is a Miracle. Um, so yeah, two two lead vocalists with Mike and the Mechanics, Paul Young, incredible range, five octave uh, in his head voice. So like he's 
He's the man. And not to be confused, there's another singer, Paul Young. Correct. And they're not, not the same. Not the one that always looks like he has a cold. Uh, <laughs> this is the other one. This is the other guy. Yeah. Um, on keys, Adrian Lee. Um, toured with Cliff Richard until Michael, Mike and the Mechanics. Um, a bunch of product projects that I'd really not heard much of. A Space Monkey, I guess was one of his big ones. Did a film score. He did went into film scores, did that mainly. Uh, the Reckoning and Training Day, a couple movies uh, that he did film scores for. Um, Adrian Lee on drums, Peter Van Hook, a drummer for Mike and the Mechanics. Also played with uh, Van Morrison, but primarily a, a drummer for this group with Mike and the Mechanics. It was in uh, Atomic Rooster, and he played drums somewhere in the movie Spinal Tap. I don't know which one he was or who he was in that. But oh, he is now credited, I have a so to I know we got to look that up. So I stopped writing and I meant to go back and look at that and I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, Peter Van Hook on drums. Uh, Maybe the, he was a uh... Stumpy Joe, Stump- one of the ones that exploded? Or? Maybe Stumpy Pete. Stumpy Pete? Thank you, Pete. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, B.A. Robertson, the writer who we talk about, wrote a song called Bang Bang. No clue on this song, um, so I looked at it. It's just four girls banging trash cans. Not really sure how it's a hit, but it's a pretty big hit. Um, not not to be confused with Jesse J. Yeah, not the right, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. We just nailed that. I don't know you yeah. yeah, wrote for all kinds of BB stuff, uh, BBC stuff, and I don't really know too much of it. So, but that's Meet the Band. So, pretty, uh, pretty small band. Um, yeah. I, I would say not uh, lots not, of vocalists. Not Genesis small. Not but. no, not three piece. That's true. Yeah, good point. Um, but through some of the uh, more thorough Meet the Band sections we've done, that's one of the one of the smaller ones. Yeah, um, and they were kind of a. Um, I I, th- I thought this was interesting. Um, that Mike Rutherford had done a couple of solo records to kind of moderate success. Um, but he ended up deciding that being collaborative was his like best foot forward, you know? Yeah. Um, he, he did his two solo projects in 1980 and 1982, uh, small creeps day and acting very strange. He had a hard time with them. You're right. He yeah. said he's better with, with doing it as a group. That's yeah. Right. But that's cool. There is something, there is something that happens that, um, you know, writing by yourself Writing by yourself means everything happens exactly the way that you want. You know, basically the finished product is exactly what you envision, or at least ideally, you know. Um, but being collaborative means that, you know, other people's input uh, guides the song to a different place often. You know what I mean? And and if you're if you're collaborating with the right people, yeah. then it makes it more than it could have been, you know, hopefully. That's that's the hope, right? If relationships are good, if the vibe is good, you know, if everybody's got the kind of tacos that they like during the session or whatever, then, uh, you know, you can get the best out of everybody and it can make it something that's, you know, really nice. And that's obviously what the best bands do. That's that's what drove Genesis. That's, you know, um, and uh, so... And that's, that's one thing Mike I like about Mike Rutherford because <clears throat> me and you're both, you know, musicians, you know, and whatnot, but I would much rather be the guy that collaborates and helps versus doing my own stuff. So, right. And I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are singers and songwriters, um, but make sure that you don't get so hung up in your own thing that you miss the opportunity to, to contribute something good to somebody else's project. Yeah. You may be the missing piece that somebody out there needs something that That's you true. can contribute. So don't. I think that, that Mike Rutherford embraces that pretty well. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, we always hold up the Beatles as, you know, whatever, but that's a classic example, right? Like the the most people would say that the gold came from 
the songwriting collaboration mm-hmm. between McCartney and Lennon, you know, and they both were great on their own. Sure. You know what I mean? But the but the magic that created the space for them to be legends came from their collaboration at the early, you know, stages of the Beatles. So, um, Elton John needed Bernie Taupin. I mean, hey, for real. True. Like, I mean, seriously, like, d- yeah, like it, you can be great at, you know, find, find somebody who, who does well, what you are not as strong in to- and just see what happens, you know, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but it, it may be like, you know, if you can find, if you can find your magic collaborator, it's like finding a, you know, a golden whatever in a place where it's hard to find gold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well said. <laughs> I fancy myself a wordsmith. Word, that's right. So. The last thing Rob listens to is the lyrics. <laughs> and apparently, he just wrote a song called Find Gold. Yeah. Find that, finding that gold. Find that gold. Yeah. The, and actually, when Mike put this group together, he kind of wanted to be kind of like a Steely Dan type thing, but it was just a chance for him and his friends to get together and write songs. Songs. Like, about the which, songs. We just want to write some songs. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of the a lot of the studio work was done by musicians other than the you know the quote unquote main band members. Um, so and I can appreciate that. You know what I mean? It's like what a, that's a that's a um, obviously you know Mike is old enough at this point. He's born in I think 1950. So by the time this We're album great comes at math, out, so get ready for us yeah, to so nail he's, this. He's 78 by he's this 114. point. 114. Uh, yeah, that's excuse me, 114. 13. Um, no, carry 13. the one. Okay, sorry. Yes. Uh, so obviously he's a grown man by this point. Uh, you know he's 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 a man with responsibilities and and you know whatever um but uh but that's a very uh uh, teenage ambition right like man i just want to write good songs you know what i mean and and then we'll go out and play them you know what i mean let let somebody else uh you know you can let somebody else record the parts and whatever and get it perfect i don't even have to sing it i just want to write it yeah like there's just so i feel like there's something very honorable about mike rutherford and even tony banks we talked about in genesis you know that their 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 playing is often understated even though they can do more they often don't and um so to be able to yeah to be able to form a band and have your name on the front of it and your picture on the top left corner of the of the back cover uh you know and not be the voice is pretty impressive like because yeah. he can sing oh yeah you know what i mean he he has sung but um he was like man i know this dude paul you know what i'm saying <laughs> he's a better like, singer than i am yeah let's get him i know these pauls, I'll know here, these and- pauls. oh and speaking of like the way even tony banks and phil collins played they guess that guest sat in on this album they guess what now uh, on it they set in on it <laughs> sat in guest they were on a song oh oh yeah it's uh they on black and blue on yeah. here um, Tony Banks actually did the production of it, helped produce it, and Phil Collins helped play the riff. Um, not Blue on Black by the right, Kenny Wayne Shepherd song, but uh, Black and Blue. So even they're on here, and they're just they just kind of contribute that to him as a yeah. nice homage to their friend. Like here you go, we'll, yeah. we'll come just be a part, just being lads. Yeah, know? just lads being lads, just being lads. That's, that's right. Um, and I said to you, I don't know what it is about about Mike Rutherford in particular, but I have a really hard time um, making him an Englishman in my head. I really want him to be American, and I have no idea why. I always have, and I, I don't. I don't know what it is, but I have a really, really hard time making him British. In the draft, we draft you, Mike, as an yeah. American. Yeah, we're exactly. taking you. We're taking you. Um, uh, yeah, and we. This is we mentioned a little bit earlier about how it's songs about fathers and sons. Yeah. Um, do you know any others that come to mind? And the only reason I, I hint at it. I'll tell a couple of mine okay. so you can get to roll. Cats in the Cradle is probably oh. the, that's the one. Good Lord. Yeah. I played that song on guitar before I graduated high school. I mean, my dad sang it. My mom's crying. She's like, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Um, father to Son, Phil Collins. Okay. Another sure. little tie in. And in keeping with the family, I mean, well, let me play one bad one. For, father and Son by Cat Stevens. It's awful. I know it's pretty popular. <laughs> 
Genesis, no son of mine. Yeah, come on, dude. keeping it. In the you know family. what? Let's just add a fourth episode to this That's thing. Right. Let's just go ahead and do an album listen. Of, Should we of take a we break and hear a little bit of No Son of Mine? Is that too much? I don't know if I can handle both those songs in the same back episode. to back. Second Man. fifty-five to the drums come at two twenty-seven. All We're right, play a little bit of it. This okay. is just for because we talked about doing this album, so Man. we and got Genesis about a, people listening. So go to second fifty-five and yep. just start it. And, and this has got a cool uh, Mike Rutherford guitar. It's not a riff; it's just a part. It's like a groan yeah. at the beginning yeah. of the song. The guitar's just going, which we'll skip through because that <laughs> would make this way too long of a section to listen to. But uh, oh man! But yeah, this is a uh, anyway. Check it out. Well, there's another huge song with some feels for oh, you. Word. That song is so filthy. Like yeah, it's great. just that song is one of the only like pop rock songs I can think of. Maybe the only one. I just say one of because there might be some somewhere that its big chorus hit, like its big chord that it lands on on the chorus is a is a one over five. You know what I mean? It's got that. It's a whatever key the song is in. It's a one chord, but it's got that fifth under the bass. So it's going, you know, son. And the bass is, uh, 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 the bass is hammering the five. I just love it. Great job, Mike. That's Good fantastic. job, Mike. Um, fathers and sons in sports. Can you name any? So fa- you're talking about fathers and sons in sports, not in songs sports. about nope. fathers and These sons are in like, sports. Um, okay, Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I go Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Ken Jr. Good of job on that. Um, got any others? Hit me with one. Let me think. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and yep. Senior. Yep. There yep. you go. Okay. Um, how about? Uh, oh, uh, n- more baseball. Uh, Vlad Guerrero and Vlad Guerrero uh, Jr. Go. just got called That's up by the it. Blue Jays. Just got called up. That's a newer one. Uh, yep. The Mannings. Can we go Mannings? Oh, Archie, Archie. Peyton, Eli. Yep, that's all a good that one. Crew. It's a, a uh, dynasty. Yeah. Dale and Steph Curry. That's yes, about, that's uh, where I was going next. Yeah, all right, cool. Well, there's there's a few out there. Yeah. Fathers. Shout out, shout out to the um, whoever won the finals. I don't know. We took a break over the summer, but we taped this before the finals. So, oh yeah, I, we don't, don't know, know who's going to win the NBA finals. I'm going to predict the Bucks. I'm going to throw it wow. out there. Giannis, there's my prediction. We'll okay. see what happens. Am I a true, my true prophet? I'm thinking the, the Warriors <laughs> may go down this wow. year. Okay. Anyway. Are there any f- football fathers and sons that you can think of? Surely I'm sure. I mean, there obviously there are. There's, well, we just did the Mannings. Oh, pfft, yeah. sure. <laughs> All right. Hockey, I mean. Is there any baseball? Any uh, golf yeah. fathers and sons? Uh, probably. Uh, um, yeah, I got a cover section really quick. We don't have to listen to them because oh, they're all pretty much the same. Oh, are they? Uh, I mean, right. we can, I can let you hear a few. Uh, Alabama does one. Really? Yeah, so we can. Oh, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. While you're looking that up, I'll list these other couple because they all kind of sound the same when you think okay. about. It. Michael English does one. Okay. Christian artist. Russ Lee. No, they're different people. Russ Lee and Michael English are different <laughs> people. Um, the Newsboys do one, and online it credits K Max, but it's definitely Michael Tate. You can tell vocally and with a picture. Uh huh. So, um, and you want to listen to the Alabama one, and then I'll hear yeah. Katina's do one too. Um, which we're not going to listen to. And the Isaacs do one on Bill Gaither. And I want y'all to watch that video because Bill Gaither has no clue what's going on. 
Just watch it. He's like, you know, he's wanting to sing Because He Lives or something. Uh-huh. And they're doing uh, this song. So check that out. But we can listen to the Alabama one. Uh, right. But then I'll, I'll wrap it up with uh, a, a thought. But go ahead. So don't yell to the fortunes. You sometimes see us fade. It may have a new perspective on a different day. And if you don't give up, don't give in. You may just be okay. Oh. I'm pretty disappointed. <laughs> but it's Alabama, so it's definitely their sound. Yeah, it's just, no. We'll do an Alabama it's, song later in the It's future, not the same. It's, yeah, it's, it's like different. Alabama has some amazing songs, but their that cover was lifeless. Uh, but my, my thought process on it is all the people that cover it are like inspirational groups or bands. It's, it's mainly true. Christian artists. Um, you know, we mentioned Isaacs, Wrestley, Michael English, Katina's. Yeah. It's like, I, I really uh, think that when I was a kid, there was a um, there was a, a Christian music station in town that played The Living Years. Superpower 103? No. J103? Was, I think it was RX 107 at the time. Oh, and man. they played like, uh, like, it was like, it was one of the stations that was trying to be, it was a Christian station, but it was like, Here's some positive music. You know what I'm saying? Ah, they were trying yeah. like, and so I really think. Now I don't know, but I I think I grew up thinking this was a Christian song by a Christian artist, and so was all I need is a miracle. Oh man! I think I think I grew up with a Christian station in town that played both of these songs. Now I could be conflating two different you know different sets of experiences, but I think that is entirely possible because I I thought. Uh, until you know, I realized it was Mike and the Mechanics. I thought all I needed was a miracle was by like Wayne Watson. <laughs> well, Russell Lee, Michael English, so, yeah, the same concept. yeah. The uh, well, um, I got a quote. Do it. Right? Give me, hit me with the quote. My father didn't tell me how to live. He lived and let me watch him do it. Uh, okay, say my, it again. I got to take it. My father didn't tell me how to live. Yeah. He lived and let me watch him do it. Okay, there you go. There you go. There's yeah, your the example, right? Yeah, do as I do, as I do, don't do, do as, as I say, say yeah. right? That yeah. kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's what I want to do. I, I want to take this, uh, take us out with the third verse, okay? okay. It's got, um, so the third verse, we've talked about it kind of in the story, but we haven't, you know, so we'll, we'll play it, and then we'll just let the inspiration flow. Um, but the, the third verse talks about basically that I... I had a I had a son, right, um, or a baby. It says actually, a baby, not a. Is that right? I know he caught a spirit later that same year. I was sure I heard him uh, in my baby's newborn tears. Yeah, that's in what my it says. baby's newborn tears. Yeah, and so it kind of brings it kind of brings some um, not resolution, but some um, hope. Some hope, yeah. Some like you know, I can I can my son and I or my child and I can do this better than my father and I did, you know, um, cause in the, in the third verse, it starts out talking about, I wasn't there when my father passed away. Um, you know what I mean? But there's a, there's a kind of a second chance coming at that, you know, for me. So when I'm on the father end of it, then with, with my kid, then maybe we can do this better. And my son won't have to write this song, you know, uh, my kid, I keep saying son. I don't know why. Cause, maybe cause it's sons in the video. Yeah. It's all fathers and you know, whatever. But, and we're both sons and we're both sons. Yes. And we both have fathers. Um, so anyway, we're going to take you out on the, uh, third verse and then we'll just let it go. Yeah. Y'all go watch the Lion King or Finding Nemo or right. Frequency. Watch yeah, Frequency. frequency. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good um, father-son movie. And watch, watch High Fidelity so you can hear Jack Black talk about <laughs> Bette Midler's <laughs> sentimental tacky crap. He actually is talking about Stevie Wonder at that point, but I reject that premise. 
Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the Great Song Podcast. Welcome to Season 4. I hope you're enjoying yourselves already. Take your shoes off. Stay a while. Hope you've enjoyed the Genesis Family Tree Trilogy to kick off Season 4. Um, and if you haven't, you know what? We're sorry. We tried real hard. Uh, we do our best here. And Try to do something different for you guys right. out there. We'll be back next week with something else, and maybe you'll enjoy it. You know, Just <laughs> stick around and hit that subscribe button and uh, tell somebody else about the show. Connect with us on Twitter, at Great Song Pod. Hit us up on Facebook. Facebook.com slash groups slash great song pod, or just search for the group uh, Great Songs and the great people who love them greatly. And guess what? We love you, man. I mean, we're just so glad you're with us. JP, Podcast for the people. I love you, man. Back not, at you, buddy. I'm, it's too late when we die. To, you know what I'm saying? Nothing unresolved here, dude. I love you, man, forever. <laughs> it's you and me. Uh, all right, here we are with the third verse, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Great Song Podcast. But until then, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music. I wasn't there that morning When my father passed away I didn't get to tell him All the things I had to say I think I caught his spirit Later that same year I'm sure I heard his echo In my baby's newborn tears I just wish I could have told him